I'd like you to take your Bibles and turn to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19, beginning with verse 16, and we shall read on to verse 26. If possible, please stand. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19, verse 16, and it reads, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one. That is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not be a false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. But when the young man heard these, that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions, lots of wealth. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? Verse 26, But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts as we send our thoughts on the subject, trust in God for the impossible. Father, honor God, we give you thanks for the blessings of life and for health and for strength. We thank you, dear Lord God, for doing the impossible. But there are so many things that are not possible with man. Our Father and our God, may your blessings be upon the word today. As we study your word. And that your word will take root in our hearts and be a fruit. And that each one will be obedient. And whatever you say unto us, we shall do it gladly. Even to the saving of some lost soul here today. May the singing of the songs have been used to prepare our hearts for your word. That we shall receive your word with gladness. Father, bless and have your word. These mercies we ask through Jesus Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. You may be seated.
trust in God for the impossible. In the past 12 months, we have seen lives turned upside down. This coronavirus and pandemic have done much damage such as we have never seen before. Lots of strange things have happened and are still happening. Just about everybody can tell a story of how their lives have been affected by this pandemic. It seems that some have even lost faith in God while others have increased their faith in God. One would have thought that this situation would have drawn people closer to God. But of all appearances, it seems that it's quite the opposite. As so many people have moved away from God. In our text here before us this morning, there was a rich man, a rich ruler, who came to Jesus to find out what good thing must I do to inherit the kingdom of God or to have eternal life. When Jesus told him what he needed to do, he went away sorrowful because he had a lot of riches. From all accounts, and what we read here, he was a good man. He was an upright man. And he had lots of wealth, but he was trusting his goodness and his wealth. And he came with confidence, thinking that he was going to enter heaven because he was an upright and moral person. There are a lot of people who still think that their uprightness and their moral character, you know, will take them into heaven. No, they don't need God and they don't need the church because, do you know who I am? No, I don't. Who are you? And even the disciples were puzzled by what Jesus said. And so Jesus looked at them and said, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Brothers and sisters, Brethren, we are living in difficult and troubled times. Impossible times. Hence our topic, trust in God for the impossible. Today, I want you to focus on the word trust. The song that was just sung. Trust in God. Trust him. No matter what the world say. Trust God. If there was one thing. That all of us should have learned. From this pandemic. For the past two years. Is to trust God. And take him at his word. 
for two full years. We were told just about every day, trust the science. Trust the science. One man said, if you question me, you're not questioning me. You're questioning the science. As though he is science. But boy, thank God. We have lived to hear words. And every day we are hearing. Science has gone out the window. We used to make burglar bars to keep out the thieves. Now we got to go make burglar bars to keep the science in. Because science keeps going out the window. (laughs) Now I understand why Paul told Timothy. In 1 Timothy 6 and verse 20. Timothy... Keep away from vain babbling and science falsely so-called. Thank God that God is not limited to science and is not limited by science. Therefore, we can trust him for the impossible. I took my concordance and I went and looked up the word trust. And boy, I never didn't realize that there are so many uh, scriptures so many verses that talk about trust. And this morning we want to take just a few minutes to look at a few of those passages. This is just a few. We can't look at all. And if you could turn to real fast, I know those of you, you have technology, and uh, I hope you're using your technology uh, for um, 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 looking at the word and not for sending messages and receiving any messages. But in Proverbs, chapter 3 and verse 5, trust in the Lord with Half of your heart, huh? all of thine heart, not half, not peace. And lean around to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in your own conceit. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and moral to thy bones. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 37, which was read earlier, verses 3 and 5. Boy, even the reading of the word, you know, coincide with what we are saying here in this song. I mean, I had no choice in the song really. And, you know, you see how things work out. Right, right, Tucket? Psalm 37 and verse 3, or verse 3 to 5, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Amen. So shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desire of thine heart. Amen. He will make the impossible possible. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Amen. Amen. Psalm 40 and verse 4. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, not science, and respected not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Now let me pause here and tell you. I believe in science, and science is good. Science does not Change. Never once has changed. It's just that 
People are learning some things about science. And every time they learn something new about science, they say, the science is changing. The science is, involved, is evolving. Utter nonsense. What science has been when Jesus, when God created it, the same it is. But they're afraid to tell us, we are learning some things about science. Science don't change. Don't let anybody fool you. Psalm 62, verses 7 to 10. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, my refuge. In God is in God. Verse 8. Trust in him at all times. Amen. Amen. Even when the cell of the science is changing, trust God. Amen. Amen. E people, pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for us. Surely, men of low degree are vanity. And men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance. They are altogether lighter than vanity. <laughs> Verse 10. Trust not in oppression. And become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Amen. Amen. If riches increase, trust God. Riches fly away at times like eagles. And one day you have it, and the next day you don't, especially in these times with technology, when they're talking about internet banking, internet banking, the best and the easiest way to lose every couple that you have. <laughs> Psalm number 15, verses 9 through 11. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. O Nevis and Senkets, trust in the Lord. Oh, Shiloh, trust in the Lord. He is your help and your shield. Oh, house of Aaron. Oh, house of Shiloh. Trust in the Lord. He is your help and your shield. He that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is your help and your shield. Verse, uh, Psalm 118, verses 9 and 8 and 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in. Amen. Amen. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in princes. Amen. Amen. If you don't believe me, ask the royal family. Um, Psalm Isaiah 64, sorry, Isaiah 26 and 4. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord, Jehovah is everlasting strength. Amen. Amen. Brethren, that's just a sample of what the Bible has to say about trusting God. Many times in the Bible, 
We read about God doing the impossible for those who trusted him. Here's another sample. Sarah trusts God and she got a baby when she was old. Mary trusted God and guess what? Mary had a baby although she did not know a man. The people of Israel trusted God. God opened the Red Sea. Who can do that? Then the people of Israel trusted God again and God took down the walls of Jericho. Then there was Jesus Christ who turned water into wine. Then Jesus Christ fed 5,000 people with five barley loaves and two fishes. Then Jesus went about healing the sick, opening the eyes of the blind, and the list goes on and on and on. Time will not permit us to go any further with that, but you can do your own. We could talk about David and Goliath. We could talk about Samson. Uh, sorry, um, uh, Samson, and we could talk about um, Elisha and all those miracles, and we could talk about Daniel in the lion's den, and you could talk about the, uh, the five Hebrew boys, the, the, the four Hebrew boys in the fire, but time will not permit us. And for the good of those of you who are writing, in keeping with our subject here today, here's what I want you to get. Number one, trusting God for the impossible, trusting God for deliverance. Right now, only God can deliver us and deliver this world from the predicament that is in. In Matthew 6 and verse 13, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, there's a verse there where it says in verse 13, when you pray, pray, deliver us from evil. We could not imagine that the world could have come, could become as evil as it is right now. I will not take the time to outline all the evils in the world. But in Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 14 to 17, we are told, Wherefore he said, Awake out of sleep, thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that he walks circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The apostle Paul thought that the days were evil in his time. Well, brethren, they are more evil right now. More so than ever before. Number two, not only are we going to trust God for deliverance, and we could talk about deliverance from a lot of things, but trust God for open doors. Doors are closing in. Doors are closing. You know man is good at closing doors. But God is good at opening doors. It is in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 8. It says an open door I've set before you. And no man can shut it. And when I shut no man can open it. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 5 and 19. Acts chapter 16 and 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. All these speak, uh, speak of God 
opening doors that man closed. When man locked up the disciples who were preaching, God opened the door and let them out on two different occasions. We think of Peter himself when Peter was in prison to be uh, uh, beheaded the next day and Peter was in there relaxing and sleeping and the brethren were out there praying. And the angel opened the door and broke the chains and he walked out the door. Brethren, man is trying to close the door on us. But God is opening up doors and God will open up doors for his people. We just have to keep trusting him to do that which is impossible. Number three, trust God to make a way where there is no way. You see how God is leading us out of this pandemic and man doesn't want to let us out of it? I've been telling you all the time, trust God, trust God to deliver us from this. You remember that they were making plans already and said that for the next 10 years, every year you're going to have to take two boosters. Every six months for the next 10 years. Brethren, when you go to take your booster, ask them to give you two. One for you and one for me. Not only that, trust God to make a way where there is no way. Number four, trust God to move mountains out of your way. When you walk with God, God will do the impossible. You remember very well how Enoch walked with God and he did not see death for God took him out of this world. God could do the same. Number five. Trust in God to make saints out of sinners. Brethren, no man can do that. Here was a man who was honorable, good, upright, kept the commandments, and had lots of riches. But God had to save him if he wanted to be. But when he heard what he had to do, go sell. Jesus Christ was not telling him necessarily, just give away all your riches in order to be saved. No. You are trusting your riches too much. Now, don't get me wrong and don't get the scriptures wrong. He did not say rich people cannot go to heaven. He said, hardly it's difficult for rich people to go to heaven. You know why? They are trusting their riches, not God. Now, for the little children, let me explain. It's not talking about a needle that you so close with. The eye of a needle back then was a small hole in a wall, in the city wall. And it was almost impossible for a camel to go through it because it was a small wall. It was called the eye in the needle, the eye in the wall. And it would take a lot of effort because the camel would have to go down on its knees and they would have to lift it through to get it. And it was very difficult to get a camel through that small hole in the wall, if you want to call it. Not the one, not the bank. Not the hole in the wall at the bank. But um, <laughs> the, 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 the hole in the, the, the wall around the city. 
uh, they didn't they have a big gate and they had a small one which they call the eye of a needle and so it was very difficult it was possible but very difficult it is possible for rich people to go to heaven but it is very difficult because they set their affection on their riches if you have a lot of riches please don't set your affection on it use it wisely but trust in god you know the apostle paul i believe he was a rich man he was a pharisee very well educated but god had to save him in spite of his education in spite of all his knowledge and whatever he had his prestige remember he said i was a pharisee of the pharisees he had status in life but god had to save him Brethren, no matter how good you are, no matter how upright you are, your uprightness cannot save you. God must save you. Then you can continue to be upright. Then you can continue to be rich. But be generous. Number six, trust in God for a revival. If ever a time that we needed a revival, it is right now. One of the tricks of this pandemic is to shut down the gospel. In spite of the fact that the pandemic is over, it is! They still want to keep you bound. I received a letter from a missionary last night in France. And the only thing that he can do, even the pandemic is over, is to give out a trap. He cannot speak on the road. He cannot witness to anybody. They cannot go to church and worship. You can have wars and rumors of wars. You can have, you know one of the things? In the United States, the abortion clinics were never closed over the past two years. But churches are closed. In Canada, up until this day, although the pandemic is over, you cannot have more than 50 people meeting in a church. But the utter nonsense. You can have demonstration and you can have all kinds of things. You can have ball game. What do you call it? Uh, football. What do you call it? Uh, American type football. The ball, football that you run with the ball in your hand. What do you call it? The. Um, yeah, yeah, American football. What, what, what they call it, the end, end game? Super Bowl. Super, you see how dumb I am with them? That thing confused me. Football, but you run with the ball in your hand. We think that's handball. Football is when you kick the ball. You play the ball with your foot. You have a Super Bowl with over 20,000 people with no mask. But you can't go to church. Does that make sense to you? And you tell me that this is not a pandemic? Basically, we need a revival. My understanding is that in Britain, come March 1st, no mask. Oh, we're still longing in mask, aren't we? I don't understand how good news take too long to get to Nevis and Sinkets. 
But bad news reached you so fast. Let me give you one example. They have a wall someplace on the next side of the wall. And because they were going to have a war, before the first shot was fired, gas went up in Nevis one dollar per gallon. I asked, did this gas here come here by FedEx? FedEx being a little plane here. How did a little plane get all the gas here? It seems as though that the first place that gas went up, the sinkers and Nevis. What do we have to do with Ukraine and Russia on them? The tank, the, the gas was there in the tank. Russia didn't fire a shot yet. But Nevis is the first place where gas went up, it seems. They tell me, no, so I walk in, I say, well, I don't want to know how it works. <laughs> Literally, the moment I heard it, I said, what happened? FedEx brought the gas? I thought FedEx bring paper. <laughs> So I'm patiently waiting to hear when we're going to take them ugly clouds off our faces. Whether we need to trust God for revival, if ever a time that we need a revival, it is right now. Notice it says, trust God with all your heart. Trust God for what you need. Trust God to open doors for you. Trust God to provide a job for you if you don't have one. Let God make a way. God is capable of making a way for us out of this pandemic. But man wants to keep us in it. Because what? They could make another dollar. Make merchandise of the people of God. But people of God, brothers and sisters, trust God to do the impossible for you. Trust God what man cannot do. And would to God that scientists would begin to trust God and put their faith in him. I believe if they had their faith in God, this thing could have been over a long time. But you see, we are trusting man too much. And I trust that we learn one thing from this. That God does not change. The same thing that God did for the children of Israel years ago. God can do the same for us. Those of you who are not saved, listen. The only way that you're going to be saved is faith in Jesus Christ. you got to trust the man. And when you can't see what is happening and you can't understand what God is doing. Just trust him. Now trusting God to do the impossible doesn't mean that you, you make a lot of silly requests of God and God is going to keep you. Like you, you go up on a roof and you walk off and say, God, I'm trusting you to, to keep me from breaking my neck. Man, you'll break your neck and other parts. You'll break your foot and everything. If you accidentally fall from a roof, you ask God and you trust God to keep you from you know, damaging yourself. And so we don't trust God and go and do nonsense. You don't walk out in front of a speeding vehicle and trust God that he would knock you down. Man, it will. 
And we just have to be wise. But when we get in situation, uh, you know, God will deliver us. Now, trusting God doesn't mean that things will always go the way you want them. It doesn't mean that God will always say yes to your request. Sometimes, God will say no. When God said no, don't walk away from him. There's a reason why he said no. Some people doubt the business of God of answering God in, uh, answering in three ways. Some people believe that God said yes to everything. That is not true. Sometimes God say yes. Sometimes God say no. And sometimes he say just wait a while. That is just realistic and it's common sense. Do not push the hands of God. Wait on the Lord. There's a verse in the Bible that says that, right? Wait on the Lord. I say wait. Trust him. Be patient. Sometimes he's teaching us patience. Sometimes he allows things to happen. He's saying Slow down, you're going too fast. Right, Mrs. Maynard? Well, me too. Sometimes you question, Lord, why this had to happen at this time? Just patiently wait on him and you will eventually understand what he was doing and possibly what he was keeping you from. Probably he's keeping you from something greater. But you know what? Some people just walk away from God when they cannot have their way. Parents, let me add here, and this is not a part of the message. This is free. Do not always say yes to your children. Your children are going to make unrealistic and unreasonable demands. Tell them, N-O, no! If you want to have a spoiled brat, give them everything they want. They will even probably ask you for a car, a Mercedes Benz, when they are 13, if you continue to give them whatever they want. Time come when all they will need is a tricycle. And then later on, they'll need a bicycle. And after they get a job, they go to the bank and borrow money if they want a car. And even though you can buy them a car, don't do it. You probably help them. You just buy them a car, man. Two minutes they might go there and kill somebody and kill themselves in it. And tell you, that, oh, my daddy going to give me another one. But when they have to face the insurance company for themselves and understand that insurance only pay part of it, and they're going to have to pay part of it, they'll drive carefully. You have to teach children to be responsible. My children know that my father never buy me a car, not even a bicycle. <laughs> so men are going to buy them no car, they got to buy their own. And I'll do anything that I can to help them if I can, but I can't. But with God... All things are possible. Trust in God with all your heart. Trust him. When the way is dark, trust him. 
Hey, when the way is bright, trust him too. You know, sometimes you wake up bright and people don't want to trust God. They feel like, God did not do this. I did it. No, you did not. God did it. Where you are right now, God has brought you to this point. You could have been in the grave a long time. And boy, at the rate at which people are dying, <laughs> you better trust God. Doesn't it seem as though the death angel has passed here? But in our circles, we have not had this many deaths and funerals in our church family in the past two years. In the past two months, we have had more funerals than we have had in the past two years. We just got to keep trusting God. God, what are you saying to us? I believe God is saying to us, get ready. Get ready. Something is about to happen. Something big is about to happen. And let us hope that it is the coming of the Lord. May I ask you, are you a born again believer in Christ? Have you made your calling and election sure? I was so happy for my brother. And my brother said to me, I'm ready. He said, listen, have you trusted Jesus Christ? You know for sure that you're born again. He said, yeah. I said, listen, I know that you said that, but let's do it over again. Could you pray? I said, I, I prayed the sinner's prayer several times in my life because salvation, God has made it so easy and so free. Hey, listen, salvation is free to you and me, but it caused Jesus Christ his life. There is no free lunch. Somebody paid for it. If you have not made your calling and election sure, say, brother, please make your calling and election sure. Let's do it right now. Let's do it again to make sure that you are born again and you are ready to meet the Lord. And you say, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Please give me a good send-off. I'm ready to. Let me ask you, have you done that? Please, trust Jesus Christ. Don't trust yourself. Let God save you. Make you part of his family. Boy, I almost want to ask Rebecca to come back and sing that song. It's so fitting. Rebecca, could you please prepare that song? Could you please prepare that song? We're going to sing it here for the invitation. If you're not a born again believer in Christ, even though you have asked Jesus to save you and you're not sure, I beg you, do it over. Do not trust in your riches. Do not trust in your moral upbringing. Very good that you were born into a moral family and you have etiquette and uh, honesty and decency. That's good. But Jesus Christ said to the young man, you need to follow me. Sell what you have. Again, Jesus wasn't saying give away all your money. But he was saying, do not trust your riches. He was very rich. But Jesus was saying, trust me. 